When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. And welcome to another hour of more financial fun than you can stand on Talking Real Money. Well, because you probably can't stand much financial fun at all. So we don't have to be. We, it's a low bar. Hi, everybody. Don McDonald here. Tom Cock over there. Wave. I'm still standing. Oh, okay. He's not waving because it's okay. radio. Yeah. Uh, and we're here to try to help you deal with money. And our phone number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We're the, adv- we're the advice column of the airways and the podcasting. We're like an advice column except money-oriented. Now, I read a bunch of papers every day, a bunch, bunches. Uh, and and Apple News, which I really love. I love Apple News because it's, it's an aggregator. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, I occasionally read an advice column. I admit it; it's a guilty pleasure by a woman named Carolyn Hacks. She is a, writes an advice column for the Wall or the uh, Washington Post. She works for Jeff. This is like personal advice. Like this is like personal dating advice, and yeah, this kind Ah, of stuff. It's like lifestyle. You know, my girlfriend uh, was pregnant, and I don't. You know, yeah, my wife is my my husband's cheating on me. My wife, whatever. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff. Dear Abby's gone. She's moving in. Yeah, it's Carolyn. Yes, huh? All right. Uh, Okay. Dear Carolyn, I want to read this letter to you. My friend of almost forty years is also my financial planner. Recently, I discovered she's made some questionable moves with my life savings. Um, Lately, she and her partner have gone on many trips, and I wonder if I've been funding them. She has left several messages and is anxious to speak to me. I'm not sure how to breach, I mean, to broach the subject. Is she really a friend? Can this friendship be repaired? Is it time that I find a new financial planner? Well, Carolyn says... Yes to the last one. It's time to find a new financial planner. And she says, I love this advice. Investigate that your what investigate what your advisor friend did and why and if necessary what remedies you have and then start by securing the expertise of a fiduciary financial planner. Thank you, Carolyn. That's good stuff. I mean, okay, but here's a, a start. Friendship. Someone, a, an, another fiduciary advisor should at the very least look at what's in the account and look at what's happened because. Well, that's, that's what she said. Weird. Investigate what your advisor yeah. friend did. And that's yeah. what I wanted to talk about. Right. The best. How do you investigate that? You just said it. Well, I think you're going to go to a 100% fee only fiduciary, have them review the moves, have them review the investments kind of get a feel for what has happened there what you're actually paying because he may be paying too much yeah and then she said get this she goes then make your decisions based on hard facts not on feelings or relationships and this that's what this thing comes down to how many of you 
have your money being managed by a friend, a family member, somebody you know from a, an organization like a church or a social group, uh, by an uncle, an aunt, a nephew, a niece. How many of you have your money being managed by one of them? Well, and people that have their money managed by somebody who became a friend after the business relationship begun. In other words, they they build this long-term relationship where there's an occasional lunch or something else in there that this is a friendship. You never want to fire me. I mean, at the beginning, you well, should then, always establish that this is a business relationship. All right, right then. All of you who have become friends with Tom, you have to fire him now. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, I, just, way, I It was implied. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those relationships should always be examined to make sure you're do the person's doing the right thing for you. Number two, that the portfolios, uh, you are in agreement with how it's being managed, what's being done with it, and that what you're paying is fair in today's world. So if this anonymous uh, uh, correspondent is listening, we will we'll do that for you. Tom will look it over and will not oh, yeah. become your friend. Every day. He will not because yeah, <laughs> you won't want him to. You know, in the end, oh, you, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're probably going to go. No, I, I don't want to have him hang out. And go, go, go out to. You're going to, you're going to say something. Was that cable guy where they said, "I have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need any more." Thank you. Eight five five nine three five talk. That's our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. And we'd love to help you solve problems just like this. Just like this. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. How simple is it to get answers to your financial questions? This simple. Ten digits simple. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-TALK. Call that number when we're here uh, doing the show on Saturdays from noon to 2 East uh, Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. Or call anytime, 855-935-8255. David, thank you so much for waiting, and welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, David. I um, have a point. Yeah. Hello? What's up? Yes, sir. Go ahead. I, oh, thank you. I have a portfolio that uh, has about 60% in equities and 40% in fixed income. I'm wondering your thoughts on the advantages and disadvantages of bonds over laddered CDs in that 40% of fixed income. 
Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting time for that discussion, obviously, because mm-hmm. we've talked recently on the program about laddering and, you know, sort of guaranteeing 5% for three years, which feels pretty good, especially in a, another year where bonds are down. However, however, anyone looking at the long term as an investor should realize that the expectation is that bonds will do better than CDs over the long haul. That's the expectation looking at history, looking at mm-hmm. history. But you so, have to accept volatility a little bit. Yes, you do have to expect like you had last year and again mm-hmm. this year. So Don's right. There's a trade off there. So if you came to me and you said, I want to build a 60-40, I would still be building a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio. Yeah, it's it's easy breezy too. That's the other thing about it. It's just really it's really simple. The the the, the downside of the ladder, and which by the way I like, I ladder myself. I I do. You know, I I, I am I lather myself every morning. I'm really good at it because I don't get emotional about it. If uh, you know when the when the one year comes due, it's time to roll it back out to five automatically, unless I need the money. So, uh, but the problem is. That goes against most people's uh, nature. It's really, really hard to do. So it's not a it's not a cut and as with everything, it's not a cut and dried answer. You have to well, kind of it, it, and it is and it isn't because here's the other thing. This gets back to a call we had recently about sort of moving from one type of investment to another because that one's doing better right now right i mean a lot of people move into i bonds because those are doing better now oh i bonds aren't so good anymore maybe i should be in cds oh maybe next week it should be the money market because that's doing better i really discourage that kind of behavior because next week guess what something else will be doing better whether it's gold crypto (laughs) whatever thing is it'll be shinier and you don't want to be someone chasing those shiny objects because one thing we do know for certain the people that do that end up with less. They generally get in too late. Mm-hmm. They make bad decisions, and so that's it's costly. So instead of sort of moving things around, I would say build the right strategy for the long haul and ignore what happens in the short term. And there's a lot going on in the short term, I'll give you that, especially with fixed income or bonds or CDs, those sort of things. Does that help? Yes, it does. If you believe that interest rates will be rising in the next two to three years, is that a disadvantage for bonds and that net asset values will decrease? Yeah, but what yeah. on what are you basing that belief? Uh, inflationary trends. On, but they can turn on a dime, just like they did when rates started rising and... Uh, hunches if hunches worked if if following trends worked david remember we last hour or last show we mentioned the fact that active bond managers lost money just like the indexes did they didn't do anything they didn't add anything and they have rooms full of phds analyzing trends you have a room full of you and they've got super smart computers. They've got AI. They've got all the advantages over all of us. And only six of the 80 plus made money so far this year. I think that tells you every single thing you need to know about having a passive portfolio, not messing with all this versus trying to see the future and say, here's what I'm going to do instead. 
And my last question, gentlemen, are uh, fees generally for bonds higher than what is going to be incorporated into a CD? You're not going to see any uh, any fees on CDs, um, it, so it's really hard to compare. A BN, a fund like BND with a three one hundredths of one percent expense ratio, means essentially there is no fee. They're pretty cheap, yeah, yeah, and you're getting diverse. And actually, there are from most of the brokers there are little fees for transactions on on CDs. So my guess is it's going to be comparable. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's very helpful. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for the call. 855-935-TALK. That's the number. Sarah, you're up next. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Real big fan. I just have a question about um, moving over my brokerage account from one um when a company to the next, I have to, to the other, I have a Betterment brokerage account that I would like to move over to Vanguard. Um, I'm a personal uh, uh, personal client. I have personal client services with uh, Vanguard. Okay. Do you think that I would incur um, taxes when I move my brokerage account or my um, mutual funds from from Betterment to Vanguard? Yeah, you well, if you no, no, if, if you move them in move kind, them in kind, yeah, yeah. If right. you move them in kind, no. no if you sell, yes. Move them in kind. Okay. So my most firms my will just take the security are, held at a particular. Sorry, but just to help you, sir, most firms will take the security held at the what they call contra uh, investing custodian and move it to the new one as it is so there's no tax incurred in that then once it's there then you can kind of look at things if i want to clean it up etc then you could sell something and there would be taxes but generally moving from one to another no tax hit at all okay all right okay don't incur any taxes unless i sell yeah you well you only incur taxes if you sell the securities okay all right that's Good all luck. i needed to know thanks so all much. right Thank you very much for being a part of the show. And uh, I think, you know, the, this confuses the, the whole business of taxation is, is very confusing because you yeah. you've got you've got non-qualified accounts that are that are that are taxable, yeah. qualified accounts that aren't taxable. Um, and uh, the, the, once you move over to Vanguard, too, if you're if you're in a Vanguard fund, you can move it to a Vanguard ETF without paying capital gains yeah. taxes. But it, your funds, I'm guessing, through Betterment. Well, there might be some Vanguard. I uh, don't know. No, be all, no Maybe, be, Betterment's yeah. all ETFs. Betterment's all ETFs. Okay. So if you're moving your ETFs over, they're, by the way, Betterment has very good products in their portfolio. They have very good ETFs. So you might just want to move them over there and uh, let them stay there in kind. Now, your Vanguard advisor may advise, advise moving them to Vanguard products. If they do it without talking about tax strategies... I'd find another advisor. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello again. Welcome back. 855-935-TALK. That's our telephone number. We do love helping you out. And we are going to try and help Beth now. Beth, welcome to the show. Okay. We hear you calling. <laughs> hey, Beth, are you there? Hello. Hi, Beth. What's up? 
Uh, well, it's actually Pat, but um, I just oh, was calling. I really Pat. was interested in what you were saying about QCDs and what a great thing they are. But yes, I ma'am. also wanted to point out that you don't have to wait until you're 73 to get the tax advantage. The IRS changed the age for no, you retired could... minimum distribution. They did not change. So as soon as somebody's 70 and a half, they can get that tax You can advantage. still go ahead and do the qualified. Yeah, that's right. You can still do the QCD. Yeah. It generally comes up when people yeah, say, I, I have to take this and I don't want to pay tax. You're correct, though. Right. But if they're already, I mean, a, a good advisor would tell them if they're already contributing to charities, why do it post-tax? Go ahead and start it when you're 70 Absolutely. and a half. Absolutely. You don't have to take money out of your... Yeah, should, should have said it was, you know, it's when people agreement. get into that panic and they're going, oh, my gosh, I have Generally to start taking speaking, them yeah. and I don't want to pay taxes. It's a great way to solve it. But you're absolutely right. And, and we truly appreciate the uh, the info. Thanks, Pat, so much. 855-935-TALK. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, you want to add something? Go ahead. If you're going to be charitable, again, I will say it, and you have qualified money and you're in retirement, it really makes no sense to give it away from anywhere other than the qualified money. Truly. So she's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Jason, you're next. Hey, Welcome to the show. The oh, Jason, turn Jason your radio down. Yeah, no, that was his radio. Yeah. yeah. See the delay? Jason. Yeah. Did Jason! You, you know next Friday is the 13th? Next Friday is the 13th. Oh, Jason. Jason you know oh, me? I get it. Hey, Jason. Yeah, right. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tom's hey, implying uh, you have a mask, Jason. I I do not. Not today. Not not. Next, that's next Friday. Okay. What's up, uh, man? It's the Tesla. It's, a, it's the Tesla Bull from Sammamish. You know? Oh, it's the you Tesla Bull. Like, oh, I know, Jason. All right. What do you got this week? Hey, All right. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this this week I got. Um, so obviously Jerome Powell and his infinite wisdom, you know, started raising the the interest rates to these tiny little amounts. Um, oh, whenever it was that it started a year ago, whatever it was. So my question is, and this is something I was talking to my friend about, why? Would he not just do the pain? Because, I mean, it's clearly inflation is not coming down quickly. It's not working, uh, in my opinion. We have a bunch of new jobs added. We still have high inflation. Um, why would why would Jerome Powell not just, you know, go, not maybe not to the extent that Paul Volcker did, but, like, you know, take it up to eight points right away. Like, why would why this slow pain? And I mean, I know Ooh. he was trying to engineer a soft landing. Oh, boy. Think no. Jason, Jason, Jason. The way people react viscerally, and people do react emotionally and from their gut sometimes when they get scared. The My guess is, and I, I don't know Jerome Powell, and he doesn't know me, and I don't have any special access to the brain of Jerome say Powell. say that for sure. But, say that for sure. Well, we he could be related be. somehow. But I can pretty confidently state that the reason he doesn't, that the Federal Reserve Board, it's not just him, it's all the governors getting together and, and deciding, that the reason they don't do it is because the ma- the market would panic. And here's the problem with the market panic. No, 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 but a market panic. A market panic sometimes can take on a life of its own and, and can, and can, like, it, it's like what he's doing right now is more like a, 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 a controlled burn in a forest. You know, he's burning a little and burning a little here and there. If you set the whole forest on fire, you don't know where it's, how big the fire's going to get. And it could get. Or how you're going to stop it. Yeah. How do you stop it? It could get economically disastrous. So this is all. You know us, us uh, playing quarterback from the from the couch. But uh, 
But I will. Say, but you got, I think you you're right, and I think Paul Volcker did kill inflation. He killed inflation. Paul Volcker did it. Yeah, but it's right. a and so the problem is every time it's a different time, and you can't use the lessons from the past as an absolute guide. They're a rough indication of what works, and and we do know that raising interest rates does eventually work if they go high enough it's gonna if they go if he keeps if they keep raising them a little at a time eventually it's gonna hurt enough tom and don are talking real money reality radio for a really great future we're talking real money yeah really important stuff here on the show 855-935-TALK is our phone number that's 855-935-8255. What are you laughing about? We survived Jason almost Friday the 13th. I feel good about myself now. Oh, really yeah, do. That Jason. I was nervous. All right. Rob, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Thanks. Let's see. I'm uh, 57. I want to retire early. I'm a union worker. So I'm just, and I'm through Edward Jones. So I'm just trying to figure out what's my options. There's so many. Is so that uh, Edward Jones has a union now? I didn't know. That. No, cool. he's like a union no, worker at Boeing or something. I'm betting. Boeing? No, not local Boeing. Seven. They don't use insulators. Oh, local, local seven, seven. What? Yeah, they don't. Local seven insulators. Insulators. All right. My grandpa was a union carpenter. You don't get me. I'm awesome. part of the union. Um. Anyway. Where you can go is anywhere. What kind of an account do you have with Edward Jones? I got the 401A, and I got two retirement funds, a defined one and, and two retirement funds. So is the 401K through your two. company? And they 401A, chose 401A, yes, through the company. 401A, and they chose Edward Jones as the provider, I'm assuming. Well, no, that's my, that's what I have. <sighs> they're a, no, they're a. No, that's my personal stocks. Because you no, know somebody, you know somebody over there, right? My union? No, no, no. With Edward Jones. <laughs> yeah, Ed Jones. Yeah, because it's a relationship-based business. Yeah, Edward Jones is a relationship-based business. I'm going to leave this one yeah. to Tom because I get in trouble all no. the time. No, <laughs> I get in trouble all the time for criticizing folks like okay. like Edward Jones and and. Linco, Linsco Private Ledger, and, and all the insurance and here's companies. Here's the reason and, why Don gets in trouble. Let me tell you why. Okay, right now, because Edward Jones does not have a legal requirement to put yours, the client's interests, before their own. Therefore, things like, oh, let's just say high expense, actively managed commission products like American, American funds. funds get part of the portfolio. Uh, let's just say, for example, oh, a annuity or two may end up in there yeah. other things that are not in your best interest so no we their would not own funds Jones. the bridge builder or something okay. funds or whatever they're called uh no we don't think it's in your best interest we think the, the accounts that are in your best interest are charles schwab western states what union western states western states that's our union retirement okay western but states, we're talking about the 401 now the 401 okay. You can move that to Vanguard. You can move that to anywhere. Fidelity. You could move that to Schwab. Schwab um, uh, E Trade. You you could go. You could go to all kinds of good brokerage firms and get 
get very inexpensive mutual funds or ETFs that will be far cheaper. Uh, and far cheaper means, far as a matter of fact, far cheaper, according to Morningstar, is the only consistent way to make more money from your investments that they could find. The only thing is to pay less and you make more. Okay. Okay. So we would suggest moving yeah. from Edward Jones. As a, If you listen to the beginning of the hour, we read a letter about a person who was using yeah. their friend as a financial advisor. That is the worst idea. You should never mix friendship okay. and financial advice. Business should be separate. And your future hinges on this and is it do you how much money do you have in the ed jones account i got a great analogy for you or a great metaphor 43 how much uh, Forty-three thousand. that's a stock 43 43 that's stocks Four, and bonds Forty-three thousand, and that's in individual stocks and bonds or mutual funds both bet it's mostly mutual funds if i know edward jones so a few of the best stocks okay. yes it would you yeah, would you, out of that money, hand your friend $2,500? Just say, here, take $2,500 from me. Be my friend. Well, he's not a friend. He's just a, he's just a, he works at Edward Jones, so he's not really my yeah. friend. He's I mean, that you probably paid $2,500 in commissions. Okay. Versus That's a lot of money. how much money. would be in a exchange-traded fund. Zero. How about just AVGE? Zero. Yeah. Well, there are no commissions. Yeah. Yeah, so... And the expense ratios on, on American funds run about five, uh, 0.5 to 0.6%. On ETFs, they run like 0.1%. So you could pay a lot less. You could end up making a lot more. And, you know, probably you may end up with a similar portfolio, but paying less means more money in your pocket. So I would absolutely suggest moving it and um, uh, look at, again, look at Vanguard or Schwab or whomever, but I think you're going to do a whole lot better in the long haul. Thank you so much for the call and thanks for working so hard for Local 7, man. Appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. This is important stuff we're talking about. you got to get it right. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're listening to the podcast, you can ignore the next part of the program, but this is for all of our uh, live listeners in Seattle. This is a special traffic update.
Uh, later today, as soon as Talking Real Money is over, please make sure the roads are perfectly clear. As Tom heads from Bellevue to Woodenville and then turns around and very quickly has to drive back to watch the Sounders game. So anyone on 405 or 90, please move to the sides of the road and just sit there for the next couple of hours. Make sure there's room for Tom to get through. Okay? If you could reopen so if you could reopen the bridge, the 520 bridge, that would be great. He would really be appreciative. So, that's for the state. Not asking too much here, are we? <laughs> Can the Come state on. just do this for Tom? Just just just, just open minutes, it for Tom. All. He'll be coming up with the construction drone going, "I'm Tom. Let me through." Okay. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for helping. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And uh, you can call us and we can talk live, or you can talk to us by recording something like this. Hi, Sean and Don. Hi, the question I have is that based on your information, you told me to go to 403bwise.org. And I went there and I put in Auburn, Washington as a school district. And then there's 10, at least 10 different, uh, uh, different services that you can use in that 403B at Auburn School District. But it's rated as a C in that 403BWISE.org. And so that's kind of bad. So there's no Vanguard or Fidelity. But of those 10 items, which one, which would be the best service to you? Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yes. Auburn, I, I want a little message to all our friends in Auburn, Washington. School board members, okay, particularly. Yes. Uh, hey, guys, your 403B plan stinks. It really stinks. another word stinks. That we could use, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have former <laughs> the company formerly known as Valic. Equitable Global Atlantic Financial Group, Invesco Oppenheimer Funds, all actively managed, Lincoln Investment, MetLife, Foresters, another insurance company. I didn't remember that one, yeah. Yeah, they're now oh, called PenServe. Uh, oh, okay. Plan member, I don't know who they are, Security Benefit, Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, yeah. Voya and Waddell and Reed. These are awful. And the 403B vendors are just Corbridge, PenServe, and plan member services. So Auburn School District, you are doing a horrible job for your employees. And I do mean horrible. I would rate your plan a D. 403B Wise is being generous. The only reason you get a, 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 a C is because you use Aspire Financial Services. No, it's because there's a curve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're, they're grading on the curve. Aspire Financial Services is former TIA. Right. That helps. Yeah. So they've decent. Yeah. They've sure. got TIA index funds. If you can get into those TIAA index funds, they are, by the way, they're institutional TIA funds. So they have really low low expenses. So the best thing you can do, any of you in the Auburn School District, get change all your plans, all of them, every one of you, get rid of all your other garbage and go with the Aspire plan. There we go. Yeah. And now back to the. And by the way, what? we love we we love four hundred three b wise. Oh my dot org. And did you were you ever on their show? You're going to be on their uh, podcast. No, they wanted us on. They wanted to be on ours too. So I haven't worked it out. So we're going to well, be on both. Get them on. They're good All stuff. Right. Yeah, I know they're good them. stuff. We talk about their stuff. All right, Joe, you're next. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Hey, Joe. Hey, I was 
I was having a conversation last night, um, very similar to the discussion you just had a few minutes ago. I have a friend who is invested at Merrill Lynch, and she was asking me about different financial outfits. And I asked her, do you know how much they're getting paid or how they get paid? And she was going to do a little research on that and look at her quarterly statements. So my question is, you mentioned some other outfits. Um, do you have any similar comments as far as Merrill Lynch compared to Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard, et cetera? Well, you're going to pay more. You're just almost always going to pay more. Now, they do offer fee-based accounts, yeah. which are mm -hmm. still, okay. they charge too much. But at least in those, you're not paying commissions to get into products. Okay. But um, but they're, they're, they're a commissioned That's brokerage fair, yeah. firm, and they are a conflicted firm because they are both a registered investment advisor, and that means that you have a legal requirement to act in your client's best interests unless you're also FINRA, which means you don't have a fiduciary requirement all the time. You have a best interest standard, or now it's called a BI standard, which actually should be a BS standard because BI's got no <laughs> strength behind it whatsoever. Uh, but no, she, okay. she, she'd be so much better off with somebody other than Merrill. Because the the okay. other thing is, is it rarely do you get financial planning advice. Mainly you get sold stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it. it's about a product generally. It's about generally an actively managed product that's more expensive. It involves Merrill's great research. So oftentimes when we see their portfolios, it has a few perhaps lower cost mutual funds, a few more expensive ones, and then a few individual stocks that someone at the home base has decided this stock will do better than others. So it goes counter to what we believe, which says be the market, keep your costs low, be tax efficient, tune out the noise, pay attention to the academics, everything else will simply cost you more money and leave you with less of it. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, hope she's listening. I do too, because and the the thing the thing is is that I guarantee you, her Merrill broker advisor is a really nice, professional, upstanding human being. As a matter of fact, I don't believe that most of the people who work there think they're doing anything wrong. But no, they're, and but they're not doing what is right. You see, they may not be doing anything wrong, but are they doing what is absolutely right? And I'll give you a great example. Merrill Lynch, for their fee-based services, charges 2% per year. This is according to their ADV for their wrap fee, which is for most people, their wrap account. Uh, uh, our firm charges 1% per year and doesn't put you into any expensive products, uh, builds a portfolio based on science, never tries to sell you a stock that's hot. And they're doing all of those things. And so it's not necessarily, I'm sorry, I was looking at Morgan Stanley. Merrill Lynch is 1.8. Morgan Stanley is 2%. I want to apologize. Ooh, big saving. Okay. I mean, but th just take that, think about that. Think about the one versus one eight, because that doesn't sound like much of a difference. If you're going to fill up your gas tank, that's $100 or $180. Yeah. yeah. Pretty significant right. amount. And right. you're doing it over and over and over and over again. It's a significant amount of money. People oftentimes don't look at that as hard as they should. I'll put it that way. Got it. All right, Joe. All right, Thank gentlemen. you so Thank much. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Thank you for helping a friend, and thank you for being a part of the show. And uh, remember, you can call us anytime at 855-935-TALK, or you can send us questions, too, at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. We love the questions that send us all these different ways. As a matter of fact, we devote an entire episode on Fridays of the podcast to just questions. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And speaking of getting help from Appella Wealth, our firm, the firm that bought our firm, Vestry, which started this whole thing with giving people free help. We actually give free help, real help. Like you can get stuff that'll help you make more money and you can get it for free with no obligation and no high pressure sales pitch because we don't believe in doing that so if you want somebody to look at your portfolio to give you an honest second opinion without trying to sell you something go to talkingrealmoney.com and right there at the top of the page just click on meet an advisor we hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.